bow your heads. Let's pray. Gracious God in heaven, we come before you this morning. Lord, I'm just so thankful. You are so amazingly awesome. And we just say thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, a new year is upon us, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, dear Lord God, as we release the old and boldly step into the new. I thank you for this message, for giving me the tongue of the learned, that I may speak a word in season to them that are weary, that my teaching and preaching is not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it is in demonstration and a manifestation of your spirit and of power. And Father, I promise to give you alone all the praise, give you alone all the glory. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, let everybody who agrees say, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, 2024 is here. It's upon us. And here's something I want you to go into next year knowing. Sometimes God is not working through you. He's working on you. He's working on you. And so many of us feel because we've been in Christ for a long time that, that we got it figured out or that, that I'm good. And, and I praise God that you know some things, especially I think we've had over 45 people go through school of ministry in this church, and that's awesome. And we've had some of you guys, you know, that have gone on on a bachelor's level, master's level. And some of you guys even working on your doctor right now. I, I mean, uh, Junior Glass is going through his doctoral program, told me he's he pretty much submitted his dissertation. I know Minister Tim, he's in his. And, and so that's great. Uh, a couple of others, Benita Barrazzo is going to be joining us next year. She's, she's coming in January. Amen. You guys clap me. Don't know who she is. Trust me. It's, it's like when the LA Lakers got Magic Johnson. Hallelujah. Okay. Also, too, Dr. Prince Parker. He landed Tuesday. He's now going to be joining us next Sunday. He'll be with us from now on. Amen. So um, it, it's exciting. It really is. And what's going on. So there's one area I need everybody to be cognizant of. Okay. Now, what I need and all of us here at New Day need, we need you to become fully all that God created you to be. See, here's the title of today's message. Someone is waiting on you. Someone is waiting on you. Now, you may not think so, but trust me, after today, you're going to see that. Now, number one, the you of today needs to the you of today needs to become the you of tomorrow. See, tomorrow is coming, but the you of today, you're not quite ready for tomorrow yet. So God is preparing you today for what he has for you later on. I need everybody to listen to me, please, 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 please. So I need you to not despise small beginnings, small beginnings. Now, I'm going to tell you the story of Joseph. Almost all of you know this story, but I need you to listen closely today because I'm going to make several poignant points, okay? Everybody have ears to hear. Now, a lot of scripture, several points. Here we go. Genesis 37, 5. Here's a guy named Joseph. Oh, let me share this with you. Joseph did not have the Old Testament. Joseph didn't have the New Testament. Joseph did not have the blood of Jesus Christ shed to remit his sins. Joseph was not filled with the Holy Spirit. Joseph did not have the New Testament. Joseph didn't even have a church. Joseph didn't have a synagogue. Joseph had almost nothing. And watch this amazing man. Now, he didn't have almost any, nearly anything. You have everything. So we're going to contrast here, okay? We're going to see this. Genesis 37, verse 5. One night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Joseph was the son of Abraham. Noah, God flooded the earth. You got Noah. Noah repopulates with his sons. There comes Abraham. Abraham has Isaac. Isaac has Jacob. Jacob has, has Joseph. Got it? One night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. Verse 8. Watch this. His brothers responded. 
responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you're going to reign over us? And they hated, say hated, hated, hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Now, what the brothers didn't know, well, I need you to dream that dream and become that dream so you can take care of me. In their ignorance, they was hating. And sometimes I, I, I know some, some of you, that, that may, no, not you, there are people that have come to this church and did not stay here because they were so uncomfortable. I know we're not normal. If we were normal, we would have what everybody else has. I ain't trying to have that. And my mama ain't here today, I can say ain't. <laughs> Go with me, please, to chapter 37. Okay, and watch this, verse 18, okay? When Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance. As he approached, they made plans to do what? One, two, three, do, to do what? Here comes the dreamer. Dude, the dreams involved you. Somebody else's greatness might be to be a blessing to you. But we're so quick to get insecure when somebody is more significant than us, somebody has more than us, we always got to be the top dog. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So now you know the story. They grabbed him, threw him in a pit, sold him to Potiphar, uh, sold him as a slave. Uh, the slave uh, traders took him down to Egypt. He was purchased by Potiphar. Potiphar's uh, wife lied on him. Potiphar was the chief executioner, by the way, in all of Egypt. Uh, Potiphar's wife lied and said, the boy tried to rape me. Uh, he ended up in prison, but he ended up eventually in the palace. Now, I want you to see something, that journey. The next one, please. Watch this. This is Joseph's journey to destiny from his perspective. First, his brothers threw him in a pit. We're going to kill him, but first they threw him in a pit. Somebody got the wise idea, and all this makes some money, pulled him out the pit and sold him to a caravan of slave traders. Number two, he went down to Egypt, and he was purchased by a man named Potiphar. For, so the first test he dealt with was being in a pit. The family you were born into has a lot to do with your destiny. Now, I can't unpack that today, but I, I recognize something. I came not from my mother and my father, but through my mother and my father. My brother was purposeful in my growing up and development, even though I'm nine years older than him. My cousins were designated to be my cousins because they helped the way they shaped me and formed me and helped propel me to purpose and destiny. It all makes sense now. And even the difficulties, I did not like growing up in Compton. I'm from Louisiana. I'm black like the people in Compton. But guess what? We don't think the same. But them people in Compton caused me to grow up. And you know who was my pain? My pain was black pastors, black pastors. I saw stuff behind the scenes. They hurt. It was crazy. And I swore I'd never deal with them the rest of my life. And now I oversee over 100 of them. God got jokes. So you might have a pit. You might have a Potiphar, but it's all a test. And what do you do with a test at New Day? We pass it. Then there was a prison. A lady lied on him, ended up in prison. It's like, I ain't even done nothing. Lie. Wait, lady. Now, wait, I know she was fine. Let me tell you, I know she was fine. Potiphar is the chief executioner. If you, was, you ever know the CEOs, high, 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 high power people, they always got the finest women on the planet. If they was regular Joe Blow, y'all wouldn't have nothing to do with them. Nothing. I, I got it. You're attracted to power. You're going to be somebody. Okay, great. Okay, hallelujah. Okay, I know she was fine. Okay, could be wrong, but I swear she was fine. But then here it is. She sees this young 17-year-old boy who is Hebrew. And at first, she's all exotic thing, got that, that exotic thing going on. Okay, ooh, he, he looked different, like a Hebrew boy, okay? Yeah. And she wanted him. And Joseph stayed in resistance, stayed in resistance. And remember, he ain't had Old Testament. He ain't had Old Testament. It wasn't written. Had a New Testament. All, all that stuff wasn't done yet. 
But he maintained his integrity. He's like, I ain't sinning against God. If Joseph could withhold himself, why can't we? Men, Holy Spirit feel, tongue talking. Come on. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So he kept himself. But the lady lied, ended up in jail. He ain't even done nothing, ended up in jail. But each time he kept rising up, kept rising up. But I'm going to tell you something. He eventually made it to the palace. We're going to see in a second. But this was his journey to destiny. Sometimes it's not a straight line. And here's the deal so many of us are gifted. We, 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 it's amazing how God has gifted us spiritually or gifted you naturally. You're great with doing something, but it's your character that still needs to be developed. Because all, all these healing evangelists and back in the 1930s and 40s, in fact, I went through this with our Alpha team, with our ministers. We looked at them and studied them, and 90% of them crashed and burned at the end of their ministries. Alcoholism, adultery, homosexuality. They just was doing what happened. Many of them, even in the midst of that ministry, they failed. What is that? Oh, they're so gifted, the great man and woman of God. But what about that character? What about when they come off the stage? Why is it you... Yes. You don't have to be so mean, domineering, dictatorial, harsh. You can say a kind word. You can say a nice word. The Bible tells us to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm angry. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't have no... One of our members blessed me so much. One of them blessed me. She said, you know, Bishop, what, what I'm doing now, I'm really working on how people experience me. That's character maturation right there. I don't care. They better recognize who I am. Nobody <laughs> got time for you? Got to drop you and raise up somebody else? You think you got the corner marking on your gifting? No. You ain't the only one. <sighs> this man, Joseph, was an amazing administrator. In fact, when you read writings outside of the Bible, that talk Jewish writings about Joseph at this time, it tells us simply this. The man's administration was off the charts. Next level next level. He was great. But what needed to be developed was his character. So in his heart, he's going from the pit to Potiphar to prison to the palace. He's catching excuse me, hell all his life. But let's see what, let's see what God has to say about it. Okay, Go to Psalms 105, verse 16. Psalms 105, beginning in verse 16. Now we're going to see this from God's perspective. Why you down here going through, you down here going through, you down here going through, God is up here looking. And see, there are other people and other things that you're not privy of because of your perspective. You don't see everything. God sees everything. He has a bird's eye view. He's looking down at everything. There are other people he's moving and orchestrating. You know, this whole thing, like when we're going through, through, through getting this bank uh, approval and, and jumping through all these hoops, you know, it was like, I'm like, God, what's going on? And I was talking with Minister Malik. I said, you know what? I recognize it ain't all about me. God could be doing something with our seller. God could be showing the bank something else, you know, because they flew out here to meet with me and Jackie. They were so blessed. One of the things they were amazed at is our level of missions given. It was like, this is amazing. Instead of just saving up a whole ton of money, we're giving it away. But look, God still bought us here, didn't he? Here, thank you, minister. So here, here's the thing. You have to think about how, from God's perspective, what's happening. Be patient. Many times you're gifted, but your character won't sustain you. A gift to get you there, but your character won't sustain you. And, and they look, your pastor, your bishop, I'm trying to finish this. I'm not, I'm not going to be limping across there. Oh, Lord, I'm climbing up the backside of the mountain. I ain't that guy. I'm, when You know what? You guys see those people in the 100-yard meters in the Olympics, and, they, and I know I'm passing my 22 minutes, okay? And then... <laughs> <laughs> and those people, when they run at 100 meters, and at the end, they lean. They ain't like the 80 yards out, like, oh, God, that was a long race. No, 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 no. They kick it up again. 
I'm 61. I'm about to kick this into the next. Yeah. I got an elder. Okay, yeah, y'all worried about it. I'm going to be all right, though. I'm going to work smarter, not harder. But I'm going to work. I got work to do. Y'all in Psalms 105 yet? All right, took y'all long enough. Okay, verse 16. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Look at verse 16. He, who is he? God, right? God called for what? So that's why I like the whole economic thing. You know, with COVID, did you ever see me panic? God knew COVID was coming. I just got to figure out what to do. Oh, April and Jonathan, y'all film? Oh, that's why God sent y'all here from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Get your cameras. What other kind of cameras y'all need? Me and Jonathan Armstead, we were on the phone with another pastor who got a media ministry, and we was talking to him, and the pastor said, we need this, we need this. I didn't know that Jonathan was on camera.org or something. He was loading up the cart online. <laughs> And he said, this is all we need. He said, Pastor, just give me the card number so I can press send, press purchase. He was, he was ready to go. <laughs> okay. But they were here. Yeah. God sent, you know what? So you don't have to be fretting, oh, gas is $7. You're going to get an $8 raise. Be cool. Calm down. He got you. Got you. He called for a famine on the land of Canaan. Canaan. That's where Jacob was. That's where the brothers were. Remember the ones that was hating? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cutting off his what? But my gosh, just blow my knees. Hold on, hold on. Watch this. 17. Then he, who is he? God. Then God sent someone to Egypt ahead of them. Who? How? Black people, y'all struggling with that one, ain't you? <laughs> I'm a Hebrew Israelite. You ignorant. Okay. Verse 18. They bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar. Hmm. Yeah, until the time came to fulfill his what? He had a dream. Remember the dream? Watch this. The Lord did what? Tested what? Tested means refined, improved, and made better. So right now, the thing you're going through, all it is, your character's being developed. See, when he's back home, I'm the administrator. Daddy has favors me, bought me a robe. I'm, I'm looking over my brothers. I'm going back to tell daddy what they did. That's why they hate you. Yeah, stitches, no, snitches get stitches. No, read, read, read Genesis. <laughs> Wait, you said snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. Y'all so hood. Y'all so hood. We got hood ministers. Hood for Jesus. Hood for Jesus. Verse 20. Then Pharaoh sent for him and set him free. After his character was developed. You know, now for him, he don't know this was going on. Watch this, 21. Joseph was put in charge of all the king's households. He became ruler over all the king's possessions. Hallelujah, he made it. He made it. So he made it. Now I'm in charge of all of Egypt. He's running everything. Glory to God. Glory to God. Go back. Let's go back to Genesis. Now, see, that was from God's perspective. Let's see what's happening from Joseph's perspective, okay? Genesis 41, verse 51. And it says here, now he got married, right? Watch this. This is destination arrival. He gets to his destination. And um, uh, Genesis 41, verse 51, Joseph named his oldest son Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my troubles and everyone in my father's family. Ha! He did that cool, cool Modi thing. How you like me now? 
sorry, buzzers, look at me. No, he didn't, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. But he was happy. In fact, he named his son based on the level of blessing he was experiencing. Verse 52, Joseph named his second son Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful in this land of my grief. I know Jack and I be going through some things, right? Just marriage-wise, she getting on my nerves, right? But I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I'm going to prosper in the land of my grief. <laughs> like, whatever, Tony. You know. <laughs> but he was so blessed. Now, here's the thing, though. We think because we're blessed. Now, here we go. Here we go. And this is most of us at New Day. Because you've come, as my brother's generation say, you've come up, okay? You got it going on. You got your house. You got not only two bedrooms, I mean, two bathrooms. You got three bathrooms. You got a fourth bathroom. You got the guest bathroom. We need <laughs> special powder down there. You, you got all the paintings. You got all that. You got the latest and the greatest. And everybody now is leasing the nicest vehicles on. And it's wonderful. Your credit is at, at um, um, uh, you, you've risen from 500 to 600 to 700. Your bank, your bank account is going up from, you know, 5,000. Now you got 50,000 or whatever. Okay. You, you just live in large and, and it's great. Okay. You and your wife, you're taking these amazing vacations and you posting them on Instagram and Facebook and, and you, and it, it's all good. It's all good. Right. Dominican Republic. Okay. It's all good. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah, they, they were posting a Michael Jackson experience. Yeah. Yeah. So hallelujah. We, we good life, man. That's okay. I'm going to January. I'm, yeah, it's it's going to be at the Pantages. I'm being Jack and Peter Sunday night. Okay. We're going to see Mike. Okay. Yeah. Amen. And we good life in but next, next bullet point, your prosperity has a purpose. Your prosperity has a purpose. Your prosperity has a purpose. Go to Genesis 45, please. Genesis 45. So what happened was the famine. Remember the famine? The brothers heard there was food down in Egypt. They didn't know Joseph was in Egypt. We got all about Joseph. They get down there and they go back and forth, go back and forth. But eventually Joseph reveals himself. Now I want you to see this, okay? Um, 45, please come closer, he said to them. So they came close and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. Read those next three words, please. One, two, three. It was who? Who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. You remember that dream? Yeah. And y'all was hating on me. So you get mad. And Bishop always called him Minister Malik. He might save your business next year. You better calm down. Now, nobody's hated on you. No, no, no. If they, they know better than tell me if they did. It was God who sent me here. And see, that messes with a lot of our theology. Because I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm above only not beneath. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field. You know what? I've learned some God is with me everywhere I go. I had a situation in Nigeria, and I'll share more about that with you later on. In the midst of the situation, I still knew God was with me, and it make no bit of sense. But God is up to something. God is up to something. He's always there. We just don't like shifts and transitions. We want to stay the same, but we want to be better. You can't have it both ways. And again, many of us, we don't have the character to, to ultimately, ultimately what God has taken us, our character isn't there yet. Verse 6, this famine has ravaged the land for two years and will last five more years. And there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. Verse 7, he said, it says again, God has sent me. That's the second time. God has sent me. Has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your little bad kids, no, and, and your families 
alive and preserve many survivors. It's bigger than us and our family. Somebody, fam, family, New Day, somebody's waiting on you. And you're so busy trying to be the person that you ain't supposed to be yet. You, you're still trying to stay stuck. Become. Become. Allow him to develop you. I don't care how old you is. Look. Got your attention. Woke up. Good. Look. Let him do the work. Stop being a resistance. Change. Leave the homies alone. Okay. That was eighth grade. That was 12th grade. He don't want you then. He don't want you now. And if God wants you to be married to him, you would have been married to him. Let him go. Brothers, stop trying to regain. Okay, you won a championship in 11th grade. You ain't in 11th grade no more. Somebody's waiting on you. You still stuck back at Gardena High. Nah, it was 1978. It's 2024. God has sent me ahead of you to keep keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. Verse 8. So it was who? It's the third time Joseph saying this. It was God who sent me here, not you. Joseph had a different theology than us New Testament, uh, uh, Pentecostal, charismatic, word of faith, tongue, uh, uh, positive confessing, uh, blood bought, the spirit, all he, he, his, his theology, his perspective was totally different. He had none of that. And in spite of the difficulty, he's like, I'm staying true. I'm staying true. I'm staying true. He ain't talking about heaven. He ain't talking about none of that. All the stuff we talk about, he didn't even have that. Look how he stayed the course. Why can't we do the same with all God has given us? Too much is given. So why do we faint? Why do we get upset? Bishop Tony called everybody but me. When is my time? When is my turn? He, he looked at five on five. It, it been a 20 on 20 by now. He still ain't let me preach. So a higher quality question to ask is why hasn't God put you on my heart? You know, one thing, uh, Elder Kelvin and, 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 and Minister uh, Ministers Lawson's, um, one thing that happened at, at Zoe, my former church, do you know how many of y'all elders and deacons corrected me? I was, y'all was getting on my nerves. It's like every 20 minutes, somebody was correcting me. You know, no, no, that, that's, not, that's not how you exit a, a ministry. That's not how you do And you know, I'm going to leave this whole church. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. I kept allowing the correction. I kept allowing the feedback. I, I let them get away the, the rough edges around me because I was a direct brother. That, you know, there were people that left Zoe because of me when I became a minister. I was so like, no, what, what you doing? Get it done. You're supposed to be here. See, I was speaking from experience. Yeah, thank you. I remember once a brother left the church, moved to Vegas, came back, and um, he came back by the church. and said, hey, how you doing? He said, you know what? You, you just mean. In my head, I want to say your mama's mean, but but we're in church. But I had to, I know I had to start working on that character. And then I started thinking, you know, people keep telling me that. I keep hearing that. What's wrong with being nice? Verse 8. So it was God who sent me here, not you. 
Now, Joseph got this revelation. Watch this. And he, God, is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace, and the governor of all Egypt. Last verse. Go to Genesis 50, verse 20. We're going to close with this one. Okay, I started. It was 1120. It's 1146. How much is that? 20. I'm over. <laughs> That's why Elder Joyce keep laughing. He don't know how to tell time. Okay, Genesis 50, verse 20. And, and this, is, this is where we get this from, because what the devil meant for evil, God turned it into good. Okay, y'all is quoting that. I love the black church. I love the black, especially Instagram. Oh, man. Y'all, oh, anyway, okay, whatever. Let me keep going. So um, Genesis 50, verse 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for all good. He bought me through this position so I could save the lives of many people, many people. There are people that are waiting for you to take your rightful place. So here's what I want to suggest for you for 2024 and everybody online too. Your family, please listen to me. Allow God to grow your character and develop your character. Some of you are so fearful and timid, you need to come out of that. Some of you guys, it's such boldness and all that, it's really more arrogance, okay? And you need to scale that back a little bit, okay? And, and some of you, just whatever it is, allow God this year as you work on your gifting, and I want you to work on your gift, I also want you to work on your character. Become a better person. It does matter how people are experiencing you. Every blessing you're going to ever receive is going to come through the hands of somebody else. And if you're so off-putting, okay, or if you're so shy and timid, you're going to make it hard for those that God has assigned to you to really work with you. And so we're called to partner. We really are. So this is the year as we move forward to allow him to develop you so that you can become all. You need to be fruitful. And part of the fruitfulness, part of what you need is really maturation in an area of who you are as a person in your personhood. I'm going to talk to you guys about these things next year. I really am. And even with your finances, okay, what is the purpose of that? What, why did God bless bless you like he did. And so you can understand everything from a biblical perspective, because I want a very, my goal is to have a very mature church, not a gifted church. The church in Corinth, had, they, they, they didn't come behind in any gift. It's not the gifts. The gifts are important. Don't get me wrong. Don't get, the gifts are important. They're given to us by God. But your character is what's going to sustain you. So it's a marriage. It's a merger of the two. Somebody is waiting on you, family. Let's become who God created us to be so we can do what he created us to do. So when we get to he heaven, he will say, good and well done, my faithful servant. You've been faithful in a little. I'm going to make you ruler over much. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads, please. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word, and I thank you that it will not return into your void. You told us the things written in the Old Testament were written for our example, for our learning, dear Lord God. And I thank you that we can learn from the life of Joseph, dear Lord God. Father, how he was able to maintain himself, Heavenly Father, through all that adversity. And even when his brother showed up, no bitterness, no anguish. He was loving and kind. May we be more like Joseph, Heavenly Father, in all that we do and bring you glory and honor on the earth. In Jesus' name, amen.